You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always, my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And oh, AK Mike is out doing fun stuff again. We're missing him again. Yes, he's doing uh, But welcome uh, again tonight. <laughs> I know. It is kind of cool that he's able to do that, though. We wish him the best of luck, and uh, we know he's having fun uh, doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think all of us have a little bit of thespian in, a, in us. Otherwise, we wouldn't <laughs> be doing the podcast. That's true. Our YouTube. True. So join us on the YouTube channel if you uh, haven't already. Hit that bell, like, and subscribe. That helps us out uh, at our YouTube channel of the Park Flyer Podcast. And uh, also check us out on uh, iHeartRadio. And I just saw that we are on Amazon now as well. So Spotify, really? Amazon, your favorite podcast. Yep, they're picking us up. Wow. So it's always good to have us uh, joining more podcast platforms. So wherever you are in the world, we appreciate you listening. And uh, thank you so much for your support. Today is a great topic. We're uh, going to uh, kind of delve into electric motors. Uh, I think Jay was um, flying with uh, Jim down at his field and uh, had a mishap with the motor burned up or something. And yeah, so I, he- uh, I think we talked about it a little bit when uh, when we had AK Mike on because it was when he was down last, and mm-hmm. we were flying for those couple of days. And um, this particular uh, day, Jim had brought his uh, SIG out and. Um, we he this was the one where we he was asking you know he wanted to exchange his gas motor for an electric motor Correct. and how to do that and make that conversion mm-hmm. and uh, the motor that I recommended him you know uh, he had finally gotten it in and installed it on the plane and we'd flown it a couple of times and um, he had to do a little bit of work but he brought it back out and we were going to fly it on his new radio and all this kind of stuff and and so uh, it was kind of funny we get all set up and. You know, get the wings on, check check the batteries. We make sure everything's going the right direction. Um, we get it on the ground, and we're he's going to taxi it out, you know, out into the field. And he does his run up, and the motor goes eek, eek. He makes that eek sound, and, and we're like, "Whoa, that did not sound right." And he right. goes, "Whoa, what was that?" And I go, "I don't know." You know, go try it again. He he slowly revs it up, and the motor kind of comes up. And then he, he comes back down and then he kind of quickly brings the motor up and, and, the, and the motor's yeah. jerk, herky jerky. And I'm like, ooh, okay, well, you know, it could be one of, one of a couple of things. Either your connection on your uh, uh, electronic speed controller may have right. a short or it's not plugged in on one of the connections all the way. So just pull them out, put, put them back in, and we'll see what happens. And he did that. And we still got the eek, eek, eek sound. And, um, and then I said, well, maybe you're, did you, oh, that's right. You have a new radio, right? This is a new radio with this electronic speed control. He goes, well, you're right. And I go, well, sometimes when you put a new receiver with a new electronic speed controller, they get confused and you might have to re-initialize it, you know, just, right. you know, and get the endpoints kind of set up, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so we kind of went through the, the process to do that. And once again, once he went to rev it up again, it made a, a, a kind of a creaky sound. 
So then he, we just got up to like half speed and he got up to half, half power was running it. And then it was, it started making some noises and we kind of stopped. And then we were just kind of, you know, moving the motor around or moving the prop around. And all of a sudden we started feeling a rough spot and I'm like, Ooh, that doesn't feel good. And then we thought, well, maybe something came loose and fell into the motor, you know, fell back into the motor Mm -hmm. and then, you know, Mm -hmm. a rock, a pebble, uh, a small screw head or, you know, a screw sometimes can, you know, get sucked in by yeah, the grub screw or something. Cause and those magnets caught, will suck up yeah, anything. Uh, get caught in there. And I go, it kind of feels like that, you know? And he's like, yeah, that doesn't feel right. And we're like, yeah, that, okay. You know, you'll just have to get home, take it apart, you know, and see if there's some debris in there or something. So we kind of left it at that. And I don't know, about a week later, you know, Jim calls me up and he's like, Hey man, um, it, it there wasn't anything, broken off inside there and we're like well what's causing the rubbing or whatever and he goes well he goes one of the windings kind of came loose and i don't know how how it came loose because they're all like you know tightly wound in there or sometimes they're even glued in there and he goes well it came loose and it was rubbing and, and he goes and it and it broke the winding there's a winding that's actually broken in there and that was catching, mm. you know, it was catching in there and causing the rubbing, depending on how it sat and, and everything else. Right. So uh, he goes, <clears throat> he goes, this is a brand, you know, this is a brand new motor. And, you know, it's been, you know, he got it a couple of months ago. So it's just been sitting in a box before he, you know, he installed it on this plane. So he was, it's not like, you know, I could send it back, you know, it's past the, you know, the warranty right, thing. Right. I go, well, right. depending, you know, you might be able to write to the company. It's still within a year. You know, they may take it back. Um, but I said, you know, they're not that hard to repair. If it's just a winding, you might be able to repair it yourself, you know, depending if the company might not take it back or not, you know, if that's mm-hmm. the only problem with it. So Jim's like, what? Repair? How, you know, how am I going to do that? And I, and I sent you and AK Mike a picture of the windings yep. and, you know, everything. And I said, you know, hey, you know, he was asking, hey, this is the problem. What do you guys think? And you wrote some stuff in because, you know, you've had this problem before. Um, I wrote some stuff to him and, and I guess it was about another two or three days later and he cleaned the motor all up. Uh, he re-soldered, um, oh, and for folks that don't know, you know, the, the motor windings, you know, each one of the windings, they're, uh, like, what is it? Like a lacquer on the wire, like a lacquer covering. Yeah. It's a coating to keep the wires from, yeah. So this lacquer coating is on the wire. You, you know, you loop it around that each one of the poles um, how many times you have to do it. And that lacquer keeps the, you know, keeps insulation. So, you know, even though they look like bare wires, they're not, you know, I mean, you know, they're, like you said, they're, it's like they're insulated, but they're not the lacquers on there enough to, to give you that insulation. Right. So what you have to do is you kind of go back, you know, a quarter of an inch from where the break is, you get a piece of sandpaper, um, and you sandpaper that lacquer off. And then, then you're able to solder, your solder will actually hold and you can, you know, go back and resolder that wire back together. Um, right. and then, then if you want, you can go ahead and, you know, paint something on it or, or something like that. Um, and then, you know, put it, put it back as tightly as you can and you can kind of re rewind it. You, well, depends on where it breaks at. That's, that's the hard part where, as to where right. it rubbed and broke off. I, I, I don't remember where, if we could tell that, but you, you kind of went through the same thing, right? One of your I motors. did. Yeah. I've, I, I, uh, my motor was a lot smaller, I think, but, um, yeah, the, the windings there's, 
in my particular case, it was a Wonder Motor, just a really small 1700 or 1500. Uh, it had seven windings or 14 windings around each stator. And mm-hmm. um, I actually found some, uh, some electrical motor wire that came in multicolors. So mine came in a, a red, a green, and um, like a copper color. And so we would wrap those around uh, each stator. And then uh, if it's in a Y winding as opposed to a delta winding, then the three uh, wires come to a point and you solder those three points together. Then they go out and they wind around each uh, every third stator. So it's like the green, the red, and the copper. And then you start back with the green, the red, the copper, green, red, and the copper. So it goes around each one of those and then the ends of those when you get done with them they actually come out and that's what plugs into your ESC so the ESC runs that current through each stator and that's what causes the motor to turn so I was able to redo I, I probably redid half a dozen of mine and fortunately for me they ran way better than uh, the original ones because they um, you know they're they're a tighter wind. Uh, the right. you know I took a little more time as opposed to the you know machines or whatever. The machine wound ones are are really really tight because they're they pull a lot right. of pressure on them. But the hand ones are usually loose and they're not very yeah, and those, efficient. And those early motors were all hand done by you know fine Chinese craftsmen. Right, right. Children craftsmen, I mean. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so they they they, you, they looked. Not terrible, terrible, but they weren't the best. As like you said, as opposed to when you know when you saw your windings, you know because you took your time and they're trying to you know I have to do a hundred motors in an hour, and you were just doing one motor, you know. So you took your time, took that whole hour, got these beautiful windings, nice and tight, and yeah, you, of course it you know the tighter the windings, uh, the better the better the the motor runs. And uh, and luckily for Jim, he didn't have to rewind the whole entire motor. Like I said, his motor is much bigger, right? So it's running on a six right, cell. Right. So you know, and you're, the stuff you're using almost it wasn't hair like wire, but you know, it's close to. No, it was pretty small. It yeah, was, it was pretty fun because mine was off a two cell or a three cell battery, yeah. not a six cell battery. Yeah, and his so it wasn't his it wasn't was hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So his were a lot thicker, so he could do, you know, since like mm-hmm. like you said, around the stator, it was either at the top or the bottom of the stator where it, where it got worn through or it snapped. And then he was able mm-hmm. to, since it was, had a little bit of looseness, he was able to, you know, get it all cleaned up, push them together, solder together really well. And then I don't know if he, um, I don't know if he just put it back in naturally or if he went ahead and put some epoxy on it and then, you know, kind of pushed it in there put some epoxy on that to hold it, you know, on the stator. I didn't really ask him about, you know, how he finished it off or, you know, protected it. But, uh, you know, all you have to do, like you said, is you can just go ahead and put some epoxy over the motor, over that, over that wire or the stator in the end Mm -hmm. and put a a good blob to make sure that the motor goes over and doesn't cause any rubbing or anything, but at least it'll hold that wire down. So it's not vibrating or it won't come up and have the same thing happen again. And, uh, right. Uh, we were supposed to, fly, in fact, fly this mo- today, but unfortunately, um, he had uh, uh, an illness in the family, so he wasn't able to come out today. So um, mm. uh, that was unfortunate because, you know, I wanted to see just how well that motor f- worked. So, uh, yeah, 
but uh, I was pretty. Well, excited. I I know when I did I know when I did mine. Uh, you know, we did a side by side comparison, and a couple of things. Number one, the battery usage was a lot longer mm-hmm. because it wasn't draining the battery so quickly. Uh, number two, it was way more efficient. I felt like I you know I got way more power out of it at a lower throttle setting uh, because of the efficiency of the motor. Um, I know my watts went up. Um, on that, even on that small motor, I, I got way more wattage out of it than I did. But but I took my time. You know, when I wound those stators, I actually have a little. I took a chopstick and I I ground one side down to make like a little flat wooden blade, and that way it didn't mar or scratch because you can scratch that insulation that that coating that's on the outside. If you use metal tools against it, you can scratch it. That just creates gotcha. you know frequency problems. So, but the the wooden part. I could wrap that first one around the stator, go around the second, third time. And then, you know, I was, the stators are kind of small, so it would allow gaps between the wires. And then I'd take that wooden, uh, that chopstick that I'd ground down to a blade. And then I would push those wires all the way together where they all fit in a perfect, you know, touching. They're the same length, they're the same width. And then I would go all the way to the bottom of the stator and then I would, circle up and go up the top so it's almost like winding your garden hose right you just kind of wind it over one and then wind it over the other and each time so i was able to get you know like four going down and four coming up or four you know four going down and three coming up and that that would be a seven winder i think on this one it was 14 so i'd go seven down and then seven back up so you had seven internal and seven on the outside and that would that would be one stator and then you'd have to skip over three and do the next stator. Right. But uh, it, it was an interesting time. I know when I did it, uh, I was a little nervous. But then once I started doing it, it wasn't that difficult at all. And I know we have a podcast way back in our uh, archives that we talked about, you know, doing motor windings because it was one of the first, you know, way back many right. years ago when we started right. this podcast, one of the things we talked about. So it's good that Jim had this experience. Um, now, obviously, <clears throat> there was, I did have a motor that threw a, a bearing on it. It was a big 40 size motor. And um, I thought that we had a problem with the stator on that, but it wound up being an internal bearing and there was no fixing that. I could have rewound it, but it it wasn't, uh, wasn't going to help it at all because the bearing had gone bad. So, well, and the so hard part is just finding the bearing itself. I mean, you know, because that, because like you said, motor to motor, you think there, you know, if you're 40 sized, uh, you know, type of motor, you just, there would be a standard size, you know, bearing for it. And between each brand. It's, well, no, because the shafts are different, right? Yeah. They use you get a three and a half millimeter they, shaft yeah, some, or a five millimeter five, shaft. Another guy will use a six yeah. or an eight. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy when right. it comes to that stuff. But I mean, there's, they, they are still repairable. It's just, how hard it is to get the uh, the parts that you need, and and once the again, parts. the more popular mm-hmm. the motor, the easier it is to get the parts. Because then you know the company will talk about you know what they used or something, right. and you can actually right. get a, re- a replacement part for it. But honestly, for most electric motors, typically the motors, I mean, the bearings don't go out that quickly. You know, unless it's really right, cheap, right, you know, right. really really cheap. That's yeah. that's the bad part about it. So when uh, when you guys had that noise, uh, that eeky noise that you hear, I, I mm-hmm. have an airplane that has that as well. Um, you didn't think, uh, or did you mention that that may have been the timing 
Did yes. You go that, well, that's that what we were thinking about. That you know, that's what I was kind of getting alluding to. Um, we thought that it may be the timing, and you know, Jim had a. Um, he actually has a little pro- programming card, so we could just plug mm-hmm. it in and we could just mm-hmm. look at it, and that was really convenient, you know, as opposed to trying to figure yeah, out sure. stupid how many beeps. So I, I recommend <laughs> getting a programming card for whatever mo- you know motor or plane that you have. It, it really helps you for these things tremendously, as opposed yeah, to that's all I know, have for doing for doing most of these things. Uh, let me tell you, trying to figure out how many is that a beep or is that a buzz or was that a hum? What what's that symbol supposed to be? It, you know, beep beep hum or what? How many how many <laughs> was it supposed to be? Five beeps and then that turns it on. Ugh. And, and we thought so Morse annoying. code was uh, was gone, right? And having <laughs> yeah, to listen really. to Morse code. Exactly. One long beep and two short beeps. That's in the first mode. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. crazy. And then you have to do the stick forward in the middle mm-hmm. and then back. And then, yeah, it's kind of nice. I have actually, I, I think I have programming cards for almost all of my uh, oh, yeah. ESCs. Yeah. It makes your life It's so worth it. They're an extra, what, 10 bucks or something? And yeah. if you have more than yeah. one, it's definitely worth it. So. It definitely, yeah, was, it'll definitely speed buying. up your, your day as opposed to, you know, being out there trying to figure out some weird, you know, and the thing you always want to change is the one that's, you know, something yeah, special. Yeah, that's like six or, in. Right. Six yeah. in, yeah. And then you're like, okay, yeah. so, okay, this is six. And you're all like, I'm waiting for it. And then you sneeze no. and then you're like, oh, now we're on seven or we're on eight. Oh, no. What did I change? Yeah, I actually, uh, when Mike and I, when uh, AK Mike was down here um, last time, we were programming the um, the fundraiser because somehow it got erased or whatever happened to it. And uh, we were having to go through those beeps. And every time it got there, I'd go, oh, that's it. And then it would change. And then I'd be like, oh, man, that was the wrong. I changed the battery, you know, from, you know, four cell to two cell or something stupid. And or, or I changed the, uh, the one time I changed the motor f- to a soft start versus a hard start. Yep. And then I was like, I gave it the gas and nothing happened, you know, cause it's like a helicopter. It just starts slowly rotating. I'm like, okay, well that ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Looks cool. <That's>, but <laughs> Yeah. But you'll soon crash. So anyway, he would laugh and we'd have to start all over and go through the whole programming again. But we finally eventually made it, but that's, uh, the fundraiser is the one that I'm having the problem. Uh, it seems to run okay until it gets hot. And then it does that where you give it full throttle and it goes, and it it makes that horrible noise and you just lose all your, um, you know, and just lose all your thrust out of it. It's terrible. So I'm wondering if there wasn't a, you know, loose wire or something in mine as well. Well, my, uh, I had a, what's that? Well, what I was going to say is sometimes it's a loose wire or it's a solder joint. That's, that's, become loose or it's breaking free and you're not getting your contact right. all the way. And, and sometimes when the, you know, in your, in those planes or in foam planes, you know, especially like the fundraiser, you know, cause that's a pretty powerful four cell, uh, little mm-hmm. pop rod. well, when it, when it goes full power, it actually stretches the front of the plane. It'll actually pull on it. You, you can't notice yeah, it. Yeah. Those magnets. Most people, when you go full power and you're holding it or something, you can actually mm-hmm. see it like the motor will, move the motor mount or it'll move it just enough and, and then right. you have a, a tight setup where you have all you know it's pretty tight in there with all with all the components then sometimes it'll just get on that wire and it'll be pulling on it and it'll cause a break in your solder joint um you know mm. where your where your um, the escape come or esc comes and it uh, meets with the other uh, uh bullet point uh, the uh, bullet point uh, the bullet connectors 
and it'll cause just a little hair fraction and you'll oxidize in there and it'll just, you'll start getting a short and mm. it, it sucks because it'll a good work. Point. And then, you know, it gets pulled, oh, stops working or, you know, it goes to two, instead of having three, um, connections um what am i what's the word I'm, what am i thinking about for you know, three phase current? or whatever it goes to yeah, for your phases instead of having three phases you only have two phases and the you know right. motors will still function on that but you'll it'll start making horrible noises and weird squeaking <laughs> you know and, yeah, then and you, you lose all you lose also, all your uh yeah you lose yeah. all your speed and your thrust and everything yeah. so that uh, may be that may be what's happening and, and that's really hard to diagnose it's almost it's almost worth the you know, take off the covering, your heat shrink, and just redoing your solder joints, mm. you know, to, to ensure that they're all connected on, on the motor and on the uh, ESC. Yeah, I may have to do that because if you run a three cell in that fundraiser, it does fine, right? Because you're never because right, it's not it pulling up. as much. Right, right. Uh, that's maybe I'll have to do that because I got my soldering station over here and I'm in the process of cutting servo wires at the moment, but and re re um, putting the new ends on them, making a custom size. So anyway, I'll do that when I get my soldering back up. I'll check it out. Uh, the uh, the other thing that has happened to me as well that you're talking about is um, when this when those stators kind of go is that I've had I have had an instance where the rubbing you know because the magnets got pulled away from the as that thing spinning, it, it oh the actual know, magnet broke it loose. Pulls. Yeah, the actual sure. magnet I've broke loose and it turned. So rather than you know normally when you look inside your electric motor, they're all perfectly lined up with a exact gap between each magnet, yep. and they're usually glued in there or, or held on by some adhesive. Anyway, I had one that they actually I don't know if when it pulled out something was sticking out, but it shifted the magnet. And when it shifted the magnet, now it's rubbing because the magnet's not sitting flush anymore. It's kind of at an angle. And every time it came around, it was touching one of the wires and it ground down one of those wires where it was acting up. So I, I do know that, that that's happened as well. And um, that usually, a lot of times, especially for me flying in the desert with something that doesn't have landing gear, I do a belly landing. Then sometimes yeah, well, we do, believe it or not, have... Yeah, but we have uh, iron in the soil here. Oh, really? And it's readily available. Yeah, and those magnets will pick it up. And I've I've actually landed in the dirt here because it's a lot of it's granite and granite. Uh, you know, if you have decomposed granite, some of that that those granules are have iron in them, and so well, I, you um, know, I never knew that it'll That's, suck those. Wow. Yeah, you can have iron filings, you know, in the soil just from natural just naturally. And then, uh, yeah, that magnet as it, as it, you land it and belly lands and it kicks up some of that dirt and you'll find one or two of those rocks or, you know, if it's got a magnetic property, you'll find it up in that magnet. And I've had one that had a little chunk noise in it. It would go chunk, 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 chunk. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And sure enough, it was just a little bitty, it looked no bigger than, you know, a, it was smaller than a grain of rice, about half, a quarter of a grain of rice, but it was Hard, you know, it's hard and and it was metallic because it you would you would drop it and it would go right in the motor and stick to that. the magnet. Yeah. Now I've had where. No, it's not everywhere, but here it is. Yeah. Normally, what happens to me is you know my messy desk. I'll put mm -hmm. the plane down, be working on it, and then I'll pick it up, and then I'll go to fly it, and then it'll start making some weird noises, and it's <laughs> like sucked up a um, 
screw little head. tiny washer. Those thin little washers, you know, that I may use, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and it'll just suck up one of those washers or it'll, it'll, I'll be looking around for my e-clip, you know, to, on the back. Oh, of the yeah, yeah, the circle, yeah, the little, yeah, the little clip. circle clips or whatever. Uh, and it'll suck up one of those and I'll, you know, I'll be like, where is that stupid thing? And I'll grab an extra one, you know, they have a box full of them. I'll put it on and then all of a sudden I'm doing something. I'm like, what is that? You know, I'll look just before I'm about to start flying. <laughs> I look in there and I just see this little thing poking out. I'm like, uh-huh, what yeah. is that? Put on my glasses, I'm looking at it and then I'm moving the motor around. I'm like, wow, what is that? And then I'm like, get my tools and I'm reaching there and I grab it out. And I'm like, oh, there's the part that I was looking for. Right. That sucked yeah, into the motor. Sucked in the magnets. You know, so. That's funny. Well, remind me never to let you do surgery on me if your desk sucks up all that stuff. Yeah, the, the, things looking like my, for your scalpel. Things have gone after. horribly, horribly wrong. If I'm doing <laughs> surgery on you, okay? If I'm having to look up on YouTube on how to, you know, how that's to do about a, right. Do an operation on a dog to do an operation on you. Things have gone really, really, really bad. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I think I can remember one or two times of us working on airplanes where. Uh, it wasn't quite surgery, surgery, but we were having to do some medical procedures on okay, uh, well, fingers and the basic <laughs> first aid. I'm good fleshy on, parts. but uh, you know, it's the sutures that I'm not really good at doing sutures. But you know, doing yeah. a, a CA suture, I'm yeah. good. Butterfly with some CA glue, a little spritz, spritz. Although, don't do that to your dog. I know you did it to your duck once, but don't do I it did to it, your dog. Yeah, I did major op- uh, surgery on my duck, so mm-hmm. and it lived too. That was funny. Yeah, whole nother story though. I think we've yeah. gone down that road once or twice. Well, very cool. Um, well, that's neat. I um, I'm interested to hear uh, on your next go around how this motor worked. Uh, Jim, you know, obviously took on a project that uh, he knew nothing about or knew very little about, and I commend him for being able to dive into something. You know, the good news about it, I will tell you from my experience is that. You know, when it came to electric motors and looking at all those wires, I just thought to myself, man, it's at the time that when you and I were flying those little wonder motors, they were like five bucks. Yep. Is it worth tearing the motor apart or should I just spend the extra $5 and get more? And and I, I did. I actually would order like three or four at a time because I knew that if the motor ever died, I wasn't really going to do it. But eventually... I had enough crashes on these foamies where I hit the ground and busted the wires that I had a whole desk full of these little blue wonder motors. And I'm like, why am I spending five bucks every couple of months? You know, over the course of 12 months, I've spent almost a hundred bucks on these motors, which in the overall scheme of things is not much, but you know, now I've got this, this whole graveyard full of electric motors. So for me, I, I kind of threw caution to the wind and was like, really, this is, this motor's torn up anyway. So what if I, undid the motor to learn about it. What's right. it really it's not like you're going to make it any worse. No, I can't. And so when I started under, unwinding it and then, you know, some research and some reading up on it and doing a little, uh, you know, searching around the libraries and the Googles and everything else, I, I was able to come up with, uh, hey, this is, uh, you know, understand how it works, understand the delta wind versus the Y wind. And, uh, and that, the only difference between the Delta and the Y is that I think one's in like parallel and one's in what's the other parallel or series. You have a battery series. series. Yeah. One's in parallel, one's in series. And so it's, it's similar to that, not the same exact thing, but yeah, it's just the way that they connect them at the end. Right. 
And, uh, and so anyway, I looked all that stuff up and uh, kind of got familiar with it. And then I thought, well, there's got to be some company that sells this electric motor wire. And sure enough, I found it. And once I did one, I was like, well, criminy, I got all these motors sitting here. I'll just do them all. So I had enough. And I think I still got wire left over. It's in my little, uh, oh, yeah. like a little case that has it in. But I honestly, from that point on, I really never had motors go bad that didn't, weren't catastrophic. Right. I mean, right. <clears throat> these these were wires that broke because I kept nosing the airplane on those foamies. If you're on the YouTube channel, you can see those foamies in the back. The motor's on the front, and they were lightweight, and I was learning to 3D, and it would nose over, and it would hit the ground. And then you hit the motor on the nose a couple times, and it just pushes those wires together where one of them will eventually break. And then your motor's dead. So I just swapped the motor out, go fly it again, because the foam's not, you know, even if the foam break, I'd just CA it back together. But... You know, now I don't have that problem as much because, you know, my airplanes stay in fairly good condition when I go fly. I don't have as many crashes as I did many, many years ago. So it's it's worked to my advantage, but that's why I have that extra stuff. And I'm glad with I'm glad that he reached out to us because we were able to give him some advice and then he just kinda took what we told him and ran. And uh good job. I uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear how, how he likes the new one. So the new one should be Way more powerful, more efficient, and uh, I think if uh, well, he didn't. He didn't. Wind well, he didn't rewind motor, it. Right? All he did was he just repaired it. He just like you said, oh, okay. it broke in such okay. a place that he was able to. He didn't have to do just undo soldered. the winding or anything. He just mm-hmm. resoldered it and then you know put it right back in place. He didn't have to because uh, that's what I was afraid so of. It, it must have broke at the end of the where it comes off the stator because that's probably that. If it was inside the stator itself and the winding, yeah, no, it was it was a it was well. a place that he could get to. So I, yeah. Now that you mentioned the thing sense. about the magnet moving and then rubbing against it, I'm wondering if something mm-hmm. like that happened, or he ingested something and then it rubbed could against have. it and and mm-hmm. and caused the break. So yeah, he it says, doesn't take much to get something on those magnets. Yeah. So he said that uh, when he ran it up on the bench, it ran up fine. So we'll see mm-hmm. how it how it works in the air. You know what else I've done that I uh, found uh, is that, you know, I have obviously a workshop back here and you know, all my tools and, you know, grinding <coughs> tools and the, you know, saws and all that stuff. And, and we do work with metal, you know, I have metal brackets and stuff that I used my sander and I would grind down one side or smooth it out or whatever. Sure. And those are metal filings that are laying around and you take one of those motors near that little oh. pile. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sucks them all up. <laughs> And I, I've actually opened a motor where, you know, you could see all the filings all standing up because they, you know, magnetize themselves and they, you know, remember those old games where you had the magnet and you yeah, drew yeah, the yeah. mustache on the guy? Yeah. Because they were just metal filings in there and you would shake it and then draw the, that's exactly what it does inside the motor. So, and those earth magnets are very, very powerful. Very powerful. Yep. I, um, I use them for all kinds of stuff, but I love the rare earth magnets. They work really well. They do. Well, dude, look at time once again. Flew by. I know it's already gone by. Yeah. So, well, our uh, our time is up for this week. But uh, join us in two weeks for our next topic, and um, we are uh, looking forward to having AK Mike back with us here sometime soon. Uh, Other than that, see if uh, you can head out to the field and uh, get a report from Jim, and um, we'll update you on the next go round. We will. All right. I'm Michael from Arizona. I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly.
You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. 